going on guys welcome everybody to episode six of the two-player co-op podcast i'm one of your hosts kevin white here with my brother sean how are we doing i'm doing okay i'm doing okay i got a haircut oh big news so that was nice finally it was kind of getting out of control didn't you uh, just have a haircut a couple weeks ago i did i didn't realize that okay and then we looked at the bank statements like you just went three weeks ago what are you yeah, doing i was like I well it was just getting long and it was out of control and i tried the long hair thing on top and it just wasn't working out yeah it was too much work i can't handle that much product in my hair so went back to the short hair and you know i'm feeling pretty good about it that's I, good it's good to hear yeah good to hear good to hair yeah. <laughs> that was that was a stretch uh, what you got over there, buddy? You got a nice, nice special drink today, uh, from what I can see. Keeping it classy tonight. Drinking the uh, red wine. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Menage à Trois. That that would be it. Um, it is. It's a red. Uh, a delightful <laughs> blend based on three varietals: Zinfandel. For, wait, varietals. Varietals. That's a word. It's Not varieties. On the label. Nope. Varietals. Okay. Uh, Zinfandel, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. But uh, at the risk of getting too classy, I'm just going to be drinking it out of the bottle. So That's how we roll here at the Two-Player Cowboy Podcast. In the pool house. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, coming to you from the uh, pool house studios. Uh, kind of a joke, not really a joke, but a joke nonetheless. Oh, man. What are we, what are we drinking over there? I'm drinking from my Kegatron. Which shout out to Rasan, he named. I have a kegerator. If That's you're good, yeah, it's a. He named it Kegatron, uh, my buddy Rasan, which is the best name I could think of. So shout out to him for that. I uh, got some good old, you know, Sweetwater 420. If if y'all been listening to us for from the beginning throughout these years, uh, you know, so that's probably my favorite beer, and yeah, that's what I got in my keg now. So. It's frosty. It's cold. I'm drinking it out of my Yeti 20 ounce tumbler. If you're listening, Yeti. Uh, it really does keep it ice cold. It's really weird. I don't understand how the technology works, but it definitely works. Science. Science is awesome. Oh, boy. Well, yesterday was crazy. So, NFL, uh, somehow the Broncos won. I did not see that coming. Yeah, we're uh, we're recording this on Monday. Yeah, typically. The 25th. Yeah, typically we record on a Sunday night or Saturday night. But Too much going on yesterday to yeah. do a podcast. And then we had the Royal Rumble. I still don't really know how I feel about Triple H winning. The a lot title. of people are upset. I'm, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I think people are just sick I of just Roman, though, which is why I thought they'd be okay I, with he's it. He's the lesser of two evils, I would say. The crowd popped hard for it. At least when they threw Roman out. You saw me. I went nuts just because I assumed it was going to be Triple H and Roman were going to end it. So the fact that he went out not as one of the final two got my hopes up. One, that, it, that Dean might actually win the thing. And no. two, it was just unexpected. And when something actually... Uh, or something unexpected actually happens in the WWE, that's kind of a big deal. I was just happy to see Dean, my pick, still in there in the final two. So yeah. That was a win for me. And I did call it right. Um, you know, the Triple H was going to win. He was going to come out at 30 and win. But, yeah, it, it, I thought it was pretty obvious, so I'm not going to take too much credit for it. But it's what it is. So, yeah, we're here Monday night and uh, going to get rolling here. So what have you been playing? I know you've been making your way through Peace Walker. You've been playing anything else? Because I know we'll save that for, I think, next week or the week after. We'll see. Yeah, but. I'm essentially done with Peace Walker. Um, basically, I'm working on finishing touches of building Zeke right now. And then I think once I do that, I got one more mission and then I'm done. Yep. So no reason I can't have that done in a week. Um, what I've been playing a lot of lately, I don't know what it was that 
popped this into my mind, but I got the urge to play Symphony of the Night. Wow. Um, so I had started that game a while ago when I downloaded it on my PS3 and basically got, you know, about halfway through, I got to the upside down castle um, and then just stopped playing for whatever reason and a couple times picked it back up but was just so confused on, you know, picking it up, a game like that, picking it up halfway through and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing, where I'm supposed to be going. I just, I would go until I died and then I would stop for months again. So I decided to just start fresh and, you know, play it from the beginning again. And I'm already past where I was in my other game. So, but uh, now have you, you've beaten it, right? I haven't beaten it. No, you you can, yeah, yeah. Similar to say metal gear you can beat it and get kind of a crappy ending just by beating what it turns out to essentially only be about the first half of the game oh but uh, there is an actual ending yeah okay the real ending is when you do yeah when you do some the stuff down. in the first half of the game to yeah to where you get the upside down castle play through that i right. I, I assume i haven't beaten it yet but i assume there's a a true ending when you finish that so. yeah what about you what have you been playing I've been making my way through Metroid, um, and we'll save most of my thoughts on that until we get there. But I, can I just say, F Meridia? Uh, you can, yeah. Because I really, I really hate Meridia, and uh, it's just I, I, I'm, I don't know that I'm lost, but I had to put it down and walk away for a few days because the first off. And maybe it just sucks controlling it on the Wii U, but I hate that freaking uh, grappling hook. It's not. Yeah, it's horrible. It's not very user friendly. Like I swear, I'm pushing up and right to aim it again when I jump to try to get to the next hook, and he shoots down or she. Sorry, sorry. She. I know Samus is a girl. No spoiler alert there, but it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. And now, and and the thing, if you go to one part of Meridia, you are stuck. You cannot go back left because that that one freaking door yep. has the green light on the other side where you got to get on the other side and shoot it with a damn rocket. So if you get on the wrong side of that and you go through that door, you got to go all the way back up top, all the way over and all the way back down to just get back to where you are. Well, do you have... Unless the, I'm missing something. I think you get it in Meridia. Do you have... Oh, no. You should have the space jump. Or no. I got the space jump. So I got the space jump and I've got the jump ball. So isn't what traps you, basically you go down some, is it that sand, the quicksand thing? Like no, how do the you quicksand, no, I've gotten out of there. What happens to you to where you end up on that side of the door? Or you mean just going through the door? Just going through the door. Okay. And going to the next stage. Do. Okay. There might be a way out of it, but I, I can't find it. There so might. I just have I, to I remember away. having the same frustrations with it, but I want to say I found a way around it. But you know what it is? It's, I don't know what it is. It's... It's the water. Every game that yeah. has a water portion of it, think Meridia and Super Metroid, think Water Temple and Ocarina of Time. I know Which eventually know I'll get about. to it. I know, but everybody hates yeah. it. I mean, there are countless numbers, but even Metal Gear Solid 2. I was That's what I was going to say. The was, short was, part where you have to swim through that stupid with the Emma, girl. Yeah, just Emma, for her to still die. That's like, such a short part, and I dread getting to that sucks. part of the game. The controls time. of it are horrible. Yep. You, you, you get so lost. You can't tell where the holes are and all the wreckage and all that stuff. I hate that. So I'm glad you brought it up. But yeah, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on, on water level. horrible hey. water levels of maybe, video games. Maybe, maybe we idea. will. Maybe we will. So that's what we've been playing so far. Um, 
you know, if you were with us, we did our, so you think you can dance. I mean, you call yourself a gamer challenge for those two games. We'll, we'll devote a podcast to each of those here in the next couple of weeks. I think, um, like I said, I, I'm going to get through Metroid probably this week and, uh, yeah, then we'll go from there. One of the games I do think I want to play, have you have you seen The Witness finally comes out tomorrow, probably today if you're listening to this, if we put this up. It comes up Tuesday this week. The Witness is a game that was announced as a PS4 launch title, and then now here it is, 2016, it's finally going to come out. Hmm. It's almost, from what I understand, it's getting 10s and 9s and everything. It's getting great reviews. It is almost, it's a downloadable title. It's 40 bucks, which some people were, were bitching about, but I'm like... Apparently, it takes you 40 hours to beat this game, give or take. Okay. 40 bucks, that, that's a steal. I hate how people complain about video game prices. When we had, we, there were games we used to pay 80 to to $100 for back in the 16-bit era. Well, so people need to just chill. At that rate, you would have paid 250 bucks or so for exactly. GTA 5. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great funny. A yeah. dollar an hour? Sorry, Jess. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a great deal. It is essentially, from what I understand, it's missed except instead of just you you know you click actually moving yeah you're actually walking it's, no it's guns, a puzzle game no enemies it's a puzzle game right hmm. with a beautiful world that kind of reminds me of the no man's sky the way that looks and everything it just looks awesome so i don't know i may end up downloading the witness the witness it's just getting such good reviews that that might be what i play after i finish metroid but we'll we'll see how that goes um one of the other things you see, this just happened today. We're going to get into our most important news of the week. This isn't one of them, but Stupid Mighty Number no. Nine got delayed again today. I saw that. I'm yeah. so sick of this game. Like they they've delayed it now three times. This game was ready last year. They delayed it. This is the third delay now. All of them for a basically Mega Man game. All these delays have been because of online features. <laughs> Nobody gives a crap about playing that stupid game online. I don't just care about patch it. leaderboards. It yes, is get it out. Patch Who cares it if we don't have leaderboards yeah. right now or anything? Like, I don't think there's, I don't know what online components could really keep delaying that game. But I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm so sick of that game. I, I don't even know that I'm going to play it when it comes out. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So getting into the most important news of the week, we got a couple items here, and one of them is going to lead into the, uh, to the rest of our topic. So, the first one has made me so happy. If you guys are on. Twitter, or if you follow video games at all, you've been you'll see that my personal hero Hideo Kojima has been on a quote unquote technology tour with uh, with Mark Cerny. If you don't know who Mark Cerny is, he's a he's a big veteran um, of the video game genre. That's not what I meant to say. Business, whatever. He's been around video games industry for industry. Thank you. Better word there. Turtles or animals. Uh, and Mark Cerny helped design the guts of the PS4. He was like the lead architect. He's the one that made it the most powerful system out right now. So much better than the PS3. There's no more stupid cell processor and all that stuff. It's so easy to program for all that stuff. That is basically because of Mark Cerny. So Kojima has been on this technology tour and he's been going literally now at this point when we're finally recording this, he's almost going all around the world. So he started in California. He went to see sucker punch. He saw Sony bend, uh, which is up, actually up in Oregon, I believe. Um, he went to Sony Computer Entertainment America. He met with J.J. Abrams, which I thought was cool, and that opens up a lot of possibilities because, remember, Kojima talked about he's going to do a game first, but he might want to get into movies after. Yep. So either <clears throat> maybe they're talking movie stuff, maybe they were getting he was getting advice for video games. I, I don't know. But that was pretty cool to see the two of them together. <clears throat> 
And then today he flew, or well, yesterday, I think it was, he flew out to London to see Sony London and it was really cool. Today he was tweeting about how he was, he was really, he was trying out PlayStation VR, which just think about this for a second. I'm going to say two words or four letters. PT VR. Hmm. Oh, I, well, first off, Didn't that, I mean, that already got canceled, but I'm saying just think of like the spiritual successor to PT. If he were to do that as a VR game, first off, people might yeah. die. Um, I could right. see myself having a heart attack playing that cause it was scary enough as it was without it being VR. But just think how cool that would be. That would be, that would be else. amazing. Absolutely amazing. So that's, I, I'm still on the fence about VR, but if Kojima makes a game then okay, I'm in, I'll buy a PSVR when it comes out. Yeah. So that was really cool. But the, the, the main thing about this was it was just so, it made my heart grow three sizes. Not that I'm the Grinch, but just to see him actually tweeting again and having fun. Like this man, before all the stuff happened in last April, I guess it was when all the stuff broke about how he was going to be leaving Konami and all that. And they basically, he went on a Twitter blackout. Before that, he was taking pictures of his sushi and what he was drinking and all kinds of cool filtered Instagram kind of pictures and stuff. He was having so much fun on Twitter, and then he just disappeared. He was gone. I just like that almost every morning he just tweets out, good morning. Morning. Just good morning morning to the the, the Twitterverse. I like that. Good man. It just makes me so happy to see him happy again. And one one of the things he tweeted out, the last thing we'll talk about here. Uh, let me see if I can find this the other day. What, what else do you think about this, Sean? I thought I had the tweet pulled up here. Now I can't find it. Yeah, I thought we were ready here. Yeah, um, sure. yeah I don't know. Just I, a second here. It's nice to see him you know, enjoying his freedom again. I'll say that. Okay, so here it is. So these two tweets. So he first tweeted out, Searching for the newest tech trip also turned out to be bonding people in the world trip. That's because game, and it's so weird to see his English translations, but that's because games are meant, essentially what he says is those, that's because games are meant to amuse humans. They're created by humans they are delivered by humans. People get excited to re-encounter someone you've known from the old days, not only deepen the friendship, but also get to know someone new. Sometimes you're destined to meet someone who you've passed by a few times in the past, no matter what their race, culture, gender, or age is. I almost forgot such ordinary things. If that doesn't sum up how sucky it was at Konami for the last six months or whatever of his tenure there, like he just seems like he's so at peace now, right? And and he's just loving his new life. So I'm I'm so happy for him, Hideo. If you're somehow listening to this, that would make my day. But just good for you. Keep it up. I cannot wait to see what you come up with. The only other thing I'll say about this, what I'm hoping this means is he's going to see how much technology Sony out there, Sony has out there already, and say okay. I can borrow some of this. I don't need to go make my own <laughs> video game engine again like we talked about in like the second or third podcast. Hopefully. Use what's out there, Hideo. If, if it fits your vision, use it and give us that game as soon as you can, as long as it's perfect. But that's all I got to say. Anything else you want to add, Sean? Uh, that's about all I got. All right. So the next item, this has been going on for a week now, and this is kind of going to lead into our, our main topic this week, but... There, there's a, there's been some uh, some rumors floating around about the old NX, hasn't there, Sean? Uh, sure has. So this all came out of nowhere. So I'm just kind of going to run down the list. We're, we're looking at IGN's wiki. If you want to look up this stuff and read along with us, that'd actually be pretty funny if you did that. But So there's a survey that went out, uh, supposedly from somebody who's connected to Nintendo, that 
people think is shedding light on what uh, the NX might have right. and the capability of it and everything. Um, so so let, let's run through some of this stuff and then we'll get to our main topic this week. So first thing I've got here is cross-platform capability, which when this originally came out, what some, some people were saying is, whoa, wait a minute, the NX is going to work with the PS4 and PCs and the I Xbox 360, Xbox One. How can an NX work with a PS4? I don't what I would understand think is what they're trying to say. Crossplay is the only thing I can think of it really means. You're not going to be able to play Mario on PlayStation yet. Uh, right. Col- Colin over it, kind of funny, his hope, and a lot of people have said this too, not just Colin, but that if Nintendo, we want Nintendo su- to succeed with this NX, but if they fail, hopefully they will finally just become a software publisher and skip hardware and put Mario on PlayStation and Xbox. How freaking awesome would that be? But what I think it could be is like, so Street Fighter V comes out here in a couple weeks. And if you play that online on PS4, you can play against PC players also. Is that not typical? No. Really? No. I thought, I didn't think that was that big of a deal, but. No. Okay. It's very rare when they do that, but especially for Nintendo, who is so isolated and they're so in their own ecosystem, it would be pretty cool. But there also hasn't been a lot of, well, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of third party support for the Wii U just because it's kind of sucked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can think it means other than, and they said it'll work with smartphones also. All I see that being is something to do with the new Nintendo, uh, what's it called? The Nintendo Club. No, Nintendo Club was the old thing. Nintendo Network. Maybe it's the Nintendo Network. I forget what it's called. This new thing they're coming out with where you're going to be able to basically pair your phone or something. And and you, like, you'll sign into your account and you can, like, view a map while you're playing the game. Yeah. So I think that's the only thing it could really mean with working across, uh, you know, different different platforms. But so that's interesting. Uh, second one survey claimed that games will run at 900p and 60 frames per second. What do you think about 900p, Sean? Uh, I mean, what's what's the Wii U? So the Wii U can put out 1080, but. So here's the thing. I don't know if it's a native 1080. So what, what I was doing when I was researching this, a lot of Xbox One Xbone games, uh, they actually output at 900 and they get upscaled to 1080. So it's not a true 1080 like the PS4 has. But, I mean, they, they do also say 60 frames per second, which is huge. That would be big. Yeah. yeah. Which, when you see a game running at... Like, take Mario Kart, for example. If you're playing that single player and it's running at 60 frames per second... I don't care what no, how powerful the Wii U is. There's almost no game out there that's prettier than that. Yeah. So I don't think it's too big a deal. I mean, what, what do you think about it? Anything else? I think the, the 60 FPS is the bigger deal there. 900p, are you really going to notice the difference? Yeah. I, I think I would sacrifice that for the 60 frames per second. Right. Personally. I mean, websites like you know Digital Foundry and stuff like that, they'll, they'll be able to pick out the differences, but... To the layman, I don't think it's going to make a difference, especially if they're if they're upraising it to 1080. I don't I don't think that's too big a deal, right? So next thing on the list here, allegedly, is 4K streaming and 4K output, which would make Nintendo the first console to have 4K output. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's um. I don't know, 4K, but 900p. 
Yeah. So, so the weird thing, I'm not seeing it. The, if it's 4k, that's huge because I know, you know, I bought a 4k TV not too long ago and not realizing that dub my PS4 doesn't do 4k output. So it doesn't matter if I sign up for the nice Netflix account, all it's going to do is output it at 1080 and upscale it to 4k. Now I can watch on the apps on the TV. I can watch native 4k, but my TV isn't hooked into the surround sound. So it's like, what's the point? That being said, I have, I have my own 4k TV and I paid the extra, whatever it was a couple bucks a month for Netflix 4k. And when you watch the main thing I've watched in 4k was house of cards. Right. And that looks unbelievable when you compare that to just hd it's still maybe it's not true 4k but it certainly makes a huge difference no it's 4k it's just if you're watching it on your tv natively it's 4k right but i'm saying through the ps4 oh okay i think i don't know if i can oh no 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 that's no, true. No, that no, was, no. I actually do that through my smart TV. Yeah, not through. Okay, my TV. then yeah, so that's that is why, why it looks so good. I, I did notice when we watched the first. I still haven't gotten into House Cards. I watched a couple episodes, but I did notice the beginning when they're showing Washington, DC. All the it, it you looks see like every single it, light every window, on every building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So if if the the NX whatever it ends up being called can do that, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? What else? What else? Uh, backwards capability. Backwards compatibility, sorry. So there's a lot of stuff under here. There's a possible free online service. So I don't know really what that means. Yeah, that could mean anything. It, it, it could be big where PS4, if you want to play online, you got to buy PS Plus. Xbox, you got to buy Xbox Gold or Silver, whatever the heck it is, Xbox Live stuff. So if you can play online games for free, whereas the other consoles don't, that's one more feather in their cap, you know? But then this is a big one, a subscription option that in cloud in, <laughs> includes more features for a yearly fee. In that, supposedly, access to a library of over 150 titles that are changed regularly with new games added every 6 to 18 months after they're released. Now, that's huge. If, if that's, that includes... That's Netflix for games. Yeah, which is what we've always wanted. And, right. you know, PlayStation has the PS Now service, which is ridiculously expensive yeah. and nobody uses it. Yeah. Nintendo, if they could do this right and you include Nintendo, NES, and Super NES games, and maybe N64 games, plus new games that have come out, maybe Wii U games and Wii games, holy crap. That would be huge. That would be huge. And I mean, I don't even I mean, care no, if it's 20 bucks a month, whatever it is, like it'd, it'd be worth it. That's insane. There's also no reason they couldn't just do that now. That doesn't Correct. seem like it's anything NX Correct. specific. They could launch that on the Wii U if they were really working on that. Right. Now it's just that you know the Wii U is essentially dead, but... yeah. That would be if they do that. That is that is amazing. With the, with the library they have to pull from, that could be a game changer right there. Is that a pun? No game changer. Game video games. No, it wasn't on purpose. I'm not that smart. So no, that's interesting. Uh, hopefully that hopefully that last piece will will come to fruition, but we'll see. So next one, and this is these rumors have been going around forever, but that it will be sold in two pieces. Well. I guess the rumors weren't that they would be sold in two pieces, but the rumors forever have been there will be an on, there will be a console and there will be a handheld that is all one system and you can play your games on the go or you can play your games at home and everything goes with you and all that kind of stuff. That seems like that's pretty much confirmed now. But what this says is that actually they're going to sell it as two different units. So supposedly in the fall of this year, the portable cons the portable part of the NX will will come out this year for about 200 bucks. First off, 
that's a hell of a deal. If the if the con if the the handheld is powerful enough to play the games that the home console is going to play, two hundred bucks is a steal. However, I think if the and then the the home console would come out in twenty seventeen, that I think is a mistake. I think this should be sold as one unit. Well, how are you gonna? How big is this so called portable unit? We don't know. I mean, so the, you got to be able to fit a full size disc in it. No, the, there's other rumors that they might not do discs at all. There were some patents that showed up that they might it might be download only or memory cards or whatever. Wow. No optical drive was okay. one of the patents showed. But again, a lot a lot of companies file fake patents and stuff to throw people off the scent. Um, but I would assume it would be something maybe the size. And a lot of people hate on the Wii U tablet. The idea is good. The tablet's just kind of a piece of crap. It's very cheap. And it's if it was slightly smaller but definitely thinner, right? I think that's I think that would be doable. Yeah, that would make a huge difference. Or even if you had a 3ds that was a controller, and you just okay, now I'm going on the go, and I want to go play Zelda mm-hmm. Wii U or Zelda NX on the go. Right, could be interesting. So I I don't know. I but what do you think about them releasing it separately? I'm kind of shocked. Uh, I like the idea, I think. I don't like the... It just seems strange that they would do the portable one first. It just seems backwards to me, but... I I don't think people are fully... The hardcore gamers, which tend to flock towards Sony and Xbox more. Right. So maybe they won't come to the NX anyway, but I feel like they're not fully on board with the whole portable gaming aspect and especially with more how likely are to get on. even if it is just as powerful and just as good and whatever i i feel like people just aren't quite ready to fully adopt that yet it seems weird that they wouldn't do the the home console one first but especially if it's going to be as good as we think it is if if you're going to sell the portable thing separate from the home console i may just get the home console it would work out for me it'd be cheaper that way but yeah you know what i mean i don't know I think it kills the innovation of this product, which we're going to talk about innovation in Nintendo here in a little bit. That would have been a good segue if we were done with this, but again, I I missed the segue there. I don't think it's a good idea. If they want to make a a system that is home console, half of it, and half of it is portable, give the people the whole thing. And again, these are all rumors. None of this is confirmed, so that could be completely off, and they could be just releasing it as one unit this year, like the original rumor said a few, you know, less than a month ago or something like that. So we'll see what happens with it, but I don't know. It's interesting either way. To At least Nintendo has people talking, which it hasn't done in a while. That's true. Oh, what else? There's a bunch of old patents about the controller and stuff. Not a lot there. The only other thing I had here from, from all these leaks and everything was that it depends the type of gamer you are. Um, but, but one thing a lot of people have complained about Nintendo with the Wii and the Wii U is there's, there's no trophy or achievement system. I, I'm not a trophy hunter. I don't like, understand. I'm sure a lot of people. Well, I know a lot of people are into that. Oh, I yeah. just don't get why. I I guess it's a nice add-on, a nice added feature. Well, to and an it's already nice. good game. But if people are going to get upset that it just doesn't exist, I don't know. I, I don't see the big deal. But it's good for. I it mean, certainly you, wouldn't keep me from playing oh, a God, game no. that I want to play. I wouldn't boycott. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel any less about a game because there's no 
trophies and achievement built into it. But right, I'm not going to say I don't want Zelda Wii U because I can't get a platinum trophy. Right, I have two platinum trophies, and they're both God of War games, and I, you know. So I'm not a trophy hunter. I know some people are really into that. I see some people when I go on these websites like PSN profiles or PS4 trophies or whatever it is that have like over 100 platinums and stuff. And there's some there's a way to pad that. There's some easy, cheap PS3 games and stuff that you can go on and just get a platinum super easy. Right. But I don't know. But but for the people that love that, that could be that could be a big deal. It's just one extra added benefit, you know, that Nintendo is finally stepping into the 21st century with the with the achievements and stuff. So so yeah, those are the uh, the rumors about the NX. Anything you want to add, Sean? Anything we didn't touch on there? Um, hybrid trophy. No, I think we covered it all. Okay. So a lot of these rumors about the NX are very innovative. They are a, a definite evolution uh, of of video game systems that are out there now, video game consoles, and it's in you know it's it's the next step in what Nintendo. Uh, has done with the Wii and then the Wii U and all that stuff. So I smell a, a segue here. Yeah. So, I mean, as they continue to innovate, one of the things I was thinking this week as I'm reading all these rumors is I started thinking back over all the Nintendo consoles that have come out since we were kids. Well, I mean, they're not since we're kids, but forever. And if you look at it, just about everything that they have put out, save for, I think, two systems, console and portable, have introduce something to the games industry that has never been done before, or at least never been done right. So I thought what I want to do for our main topic this week, we're going to take a look back at the uh, the evolution or the innovation of Nintendo, if you will, throughout their life cycle. Uh, you know, of course, they started out their, their first evolution, I guess, was just putting out a system, period, since they started out as a game, you know, a card trading company or whatever they were back in the long, long, long time ago. But so let's look at the NES. So what did the NES have, Sean, that no video game console had before them in, in 85 and 86? Uh, they really introduced the, the D-pad. Um, before that, everything was, I mean, Atari had the joysticks. Um, you can go back to Intellivision that just had a, a number pad and the weird, and the weird circle wheel, thing. the disc thing. So that was, was close horrible. to a D-pad, but it wasn't an actual. No. And it was a weird, it was just a remote control, really. Yeah. It just didn't fit. Nothing made sense. And then all of a sudden, Nintendo comes out, and they've got this beautiful, <laughs> blocky, two-button controller with a D-pad. And it's just, that's how we've been playing video games ever since. Yep. So they started right then, back in 85 or 86. Then, 1989 comes around. What happened? The Game Boy came out. Yep. First portable gaming system. And not only that, the only game that our mom was better at than we were Tetris. And she still plays it today. Yeah. She's still to mom. She's obsessed with it. She loves her Tetris. Yep. You know, I remember her playing it on the NES. I know we're talking about the Game Boy here, but the the only, well, let's get back to that first. Then we'll talk into Tetris and how mom kicks our butts at it. Before that, correct me if I'm wrong. All I can remember, remember the, the tiger handheld. Oh yeah. Two AA uh, batteries. What's funny. This just popped into my mind. As horrible a game on the NES as Castlevania II Simon's Quest was. Oh my god, that's we right. We had a Tiger handheld whatever yes. version of that that was just... I mean, I guess it was as good as any other Tiger handheld game, but those are just terrible. Just horrible. Yeah. And, uh, oh, 
I mean, we've had this discussion before. Okay. Remember the Mario game we had? It was not a tiger handheld. It was smaller than that. Was it a watch? It was not a watch because there was the game and watch, but it was not. Oh, that's right. But it was like there's another innovation. There was a stand. You could stand it up and it was just a it had the same kind of screen to it. The the weird LCD. Right. But it was more. I would say it was more advanced. I remember it being more advanced. Right. But I don't know. I wouldn't even know how to find that game now if I wanted to look for it. But I'm sure. Well, it's on the Internet. It's out there. It's out there somewhere. Everything's on the Internet. But I digress. Um, Yeah. Game Boy really started the whole portable game craze. um, And really nobody in what about 25 years since then, nobody really has come close to Nintendo on that front. No. Um, we, as we talked about last podcast, we had the Game Gear. It it had its moments. There were a couple good games, and you know the whole color thing was huge at the time. Um, but compared to the Game Boy, the the catalog was just horrible. Um, you had the Nomad, which I don't even count that as portable gaming. Um, you had the PSP and the Vita, which I've never played either of them, but neither just, I don't know, neither really yeah. appealed. It seemed like they were just trying to turn a home console and just put it well, on the go. I don't know. That's what the Vita was supposed to be. And, you know, they put out Killzone with it. They put out an Uncharted game. They put out a Black Ops game, even yeah. though it was horrible. And they put out Madden and all this other stuff. And then they just said, no, never mind. Sony really stopped. Other than indie, that that is a a haven for indie game lovers. But if you want AAA first party Sony and third party games and stuff, they just, they don't support it. So yeah. Whereas Nintendo fully supported, they, they made three super Mario land games. If I remember right. Yep. Um, two turtle games or three. I know they at least made two. There's definitely, I think there's just two. Maybe it's only, but two. they were both pretty decent. They were games. good. The first, I don't remember much about the second one, but but yeah, so was good. and and to go back to the tiger handles, I remember I can look at it, I can see the yellow buttons now for that Simon's Quest game. Yep, and I can I can see the logo and I can see you see him, you see the back of him. Yep, yeah, both doing Holden, the pose. Yeah, we're, you can't yep. see us. <laughs> Eventually, we'll do video podcasts if this really takes off. But yeah, he's doing the pose with the whip and everything. And yep. it was just and so funny. Name like name. if you looked at that screen close enough, you could see all the you or can if see, you pushed on or something. You could see you all could the see possible all combinations, the places. Yep. Simon can stand where where the bats can show up and yeah, but that's what I'm saying about the Mario game. I don't remember the Mario game being as limited as that, where he can only show up and and maybe it was like that, but I remember it being somewhat more, I don't know, fluid. I guess not so constrained to Mario right. can only show up on certain parts of the screen, but right. that's my memory of it. But back to PSP and Vita, it's something about. I'd rather just when you think of a game like Killzone. I mean, when I think of right. portable gaming, I think of sitting in a car on a road trip, not driving, obviously, or sitting at an airport waiting for a flight. And I don't want to be playing some super involved game. I want to be playing nice, simple. I, I don't know how to describe it, but for whatever reason, nobody other than. Nintendo has really figured that out. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the one thing that jumps out 
is, and you're playing through it now, Peace Walker, you can tell as you're playing through it, it was made. That was meant to just pick up, portable, play, play it, a five-minute mission, you're done. Put it down. Yeah. yeah. Not like Metal Gear Solid And it is 5. very much simplified. Oh, gosh. You can yeah. tell it was the uh, the predecessor, I guess, to Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. But very, very much, not in a bad way, but dumbed down, simplified. Yep. And that, I mean, Grant, yeah, that's... that's was it that was PSP PSP yep. yeah um so I'm going against myself now they I think they got that one right and maybe I just never gave PSP or Vita a shot but well now again when, PSP, I, when I think about it I don't know it just it, neither of them ever really struck me as anything I was too interested in yeah I think the PSP sold about 80 million units I'd have to look it up but most of that was just because it was so easy as I talked about on the previous hack. podcast it was so easy to hack and play whatever game you wanted on it uh, speaking of that, do you know how many uh, units the Game Boy sold? We went over this in a couple podcasts ago. I don't remember, but it was something like 200 million. Well, know, no, nothing has sold that. 118 million. Okay. Well, if you count the Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Color, and stuff All like of that. All the iterations of the original Game Boy. Not, not, not Game, Game Boy, Boy Advance. Advance. Right, correct. But I mean, heck, we wouldn't have PSP or Vita or anything like that. We probably wouldn't have ever got the Nomad. Sniff. Yep. Sniffle, sniffle. If we didn't have the Game Boy, so obviously they started a revolution with that. Yeah. So then next in '91, at least here in North America, comes the Super Nintendo. Obviously, they weren't the first to the 16-bit game. Sega beat them there by two years, but they were the first to put out a six-button controller. Not only was it six buttons, the first to have shoulder buttons. Can you imagine now, especially if you're a younger gamer listening to, to us old farts talk about the past? Can you imagine playing? I mean, nothing Xbox. else. Nothing else has come out without shoulder buttons since, right? Right. Other Can than the six-button Genesis right. controller, but Saturn had them, Dreamcast had them, all the PlayStations, PlayStation, Xbox, everything. Can you oh, imagine yeah, playing even a game all the portables? Buttons? Yeah, imagine trying game to play Advanced did, DS, 3DS. Imagine a first-person shooter without shoulder without, buttons. Yeah. No, that's you can't even think about it. Yeah. So, and not only that, you know what else they did? What else did they do, Sean, with the Super Nintendo? What else did they do? Uh, they introduced backwards compatibility. The Super Game Boy. That was pretty cool. That was pretty freaking cool. I got to say. Now, we never had a Super Game Gear. That would have been awesome. No, nah, it wouldn't have been awesome. Like we didn't have it or it didn't exist? The, it didn't exist. Okay, I'm saying, I was Sega, say, I'm like, saying wow, we as in, no, we as in okay. Sega kids didn't get yeah, the, yeah, yeah. a Super Game Boy for the Game Gear. Right. Probably because the Game Gear wasn't as good, but. That was pretty cool. So that was the first ever backwards compatibility was the Super Nintendo. So we're three systems in and they're nailing it. Yeah, that's true. Next. <laughs> oh, God. What's what's next, Sean? Next would be good old Virtual Boy. Oh, boy. Uh, did you ever... You've played this, right? At, I was going to say, the only time I, I ever... It, I don't know where. Electronics Boutique. Probably just at stores. Yeah, yes. Because nobody we knew had one. All I can remember, I remember playing Mario Tennis more than anything. Mario Tennis and whatever the... Was there a Donkey Kong or some? There was some kind of Mario game. There was some kind of... I don't know if it was Star Fox or just generic Star... You know, spaceship oh, right, flying. Right, right. That's the game that I think of when I think of Virtual Boy. Yep. And just... Colossal failure. I mean, give it to Nintendo for trying something new. They tried. Um, Red and, and I'll be honest, if you put everything. a Virtual Boy in front of me right now, 
I'll play the crap out of it at least for a little bit. And then maybe I get sick of it, but right. Nobody, it just wasn't, it was, I don't know, kind of in between portable and not portable. I mean, it was portable, but you had to like, it was technically portable, but yeah, it had a tripod and stuff. I mean, come on, you're, you're not taking that. You're not playing that on the train to work. Right. Like you would a game boy or a game gear. Right. So it's just crazy though, to think now 20 years later, because I believe that came out in 96. Yes. 20 years later, the biggest thing that's going to be that's going to happen in 2016 is VR. Is VR the Oculus and the PSVR? They were they were there too 20 far years. Ahead of the time. Yeah, way 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 too far. But really, they're only. I mean, looking back, obviously you can't say anything, but it was a failure. But looking forward, he Miyamoto knew what he was doing. He was way ahead of his yeah. time. It seems like now everybody has fully adopted or is ready to adopt VR. And he tried it before really the technology was ready, before the consumers were ready. But really the only true failure that I can think of in the history of Nintendo. Obviously Wii U hasn't been too successful. It hasn't been great. But right. certainly not a failure. It hasn't been a straight out failure. No. no. I mean it's only sold I mean well it's actually been close. It's only sold 10 million systems in almost 3 years, which is insane to think about, but mm. I it is what it is. So not only that, I didn't even know this till I started doing research for this podcast. Had you ever heard of the Famicom 3D system? No. They made a 3D headset, not VR, but a 3D headset in Japan. For the NES. Never came out here, but it came out over in Japan. Didn't have any, you know, much success at all. But not only that, so back in the mid, I think this came out in 88, I can't remember. They were already experimenting with headsets back then. Like Nintendo, they may not always knock it out of the park, but they are, they're always looking to what's next or what's different or what the future could hold. So you got, you got to give them props for that. Looking back even further than that, do you remember the 3D mode with the glasses Rad for Racer. Rad Racer? Heck yeah. With the red and blue glasses. And oh, if, yeah. I just remember playing it without the glasses. And, and it just, just it was just like, cool. whoa, there's like three cars. I don't know what's happening here. Right. Rad Racer was awesome. Remember RC Pro-Am? Oh, Not yeah. to get off on a tangent, but RC Pro-Am is one of my favorite racing games of all time. I love that game. <sighs> and Micro Machines. Oh, my God. The, the so Cheerio good. level. Cheerio level, the, the yep. There's the backyard level. Yes. Yep. There was yeah, and the 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 Cheerio level. You're on like a blue and white checkered tablecloth, and yep. you had to avoid orange a, juice spills. Yeah. And, oh, the pool table level. Yeah. You go into one pocket and you and come pop out, out the, the other, other one. Oh my oh. gosh. We need a Micro Machines remaster. <sighs> yeah. We need so many. Well, we've already talked about this. This will be a later that, podcast. That. Yes, stay tuned for that one. Yeah. That might be the what next one after we get to be through. brought back and remastered. So you think you can dance challenge? Yeah. All right, so next, later that year, the good old N64 comes out. That was a weird-looking controller, wasn't it? Uh, it was, but, I mean, they had more parts of the controller than you could hold on to with two hands. <laughs> Which I never understood. Which Why is, is there three? Right. Th- I only have two hands. Yeah, but when you... When you play the games that actually used, I'm thinking, 
GoldenEye probably. The ones that you primarily use the D-pad as something more than just a, a look around, you know, a camera tool or, uh, you know, for some of the party games and Mario Party. But when you actually had to use that to control, you just shift your hand over. But Correct. now it's weird because now you're holding in the middle and the side and then the left side. I don't know. It's And now it makes the L shoulder button kind of hard to get to. I don't know. Right. They, but... So that's a great segue. But that was the first analog stick. Now, it's I've written down analog stick here, but I mean technically I think it really only moved in eight directions. Or was uh, it free? No, I think it was Was it completely free flowing? There were eight like I don't know, notches right that the stick could kind of go into. But I think it even between them, I think it would still register. I think it was a full maybe not, I mean who knows how much precision they have now it probably wasn't to that level but i think right. it was more than just eight yeah but yeah i'm sure yeah nothing like what we have today but again now can you ever imagine playing a game now without, I, and i'm not saying something on, stick? yeah i'm not saying something on you know the virtual console or this sonic's genesis collection or something like that any new games imagine playing metal gear solid five right with no Anything analog stick is three you know, you couldn't 3D. play 3D games. Anything that's not that. just a 2D platformer doesn't. I mean, you need the analog stick for you it. Could now not using do it. the D pad just feels weird. I don't know. That's yeah, I really usually only use the D pad now if I'm playing a classic game or Mario Every, Maker. You're right. Basically, and, yeah, and okay, if people want to hate on, never mind. I'm gonna go off. Oh, whatever. I'll go off on a tangent. We can talk about what we want to talk about. If we didn't, well. No, never mind. We're going to get to that here in a minute. <laughs> never mind. We'll, say we'll come th- back to that. Yeah, come back to that here in a second. Um, and then the other big thing for N64, which I remember when this was introduced, and I just thought, what? Right. What? Why? What Why? is the Why point? do we need this? Who cares? The Rumble Pack. And here we are today. Find me a control. Well, I don't know. Does Wii U buzz the game, the pad, the tablet controller? Does that vibrate? I know the Wiimotes do, or they did the Wiimotes, on Wii. No, the Wiimotes do. I don't know if the whole gamepad vibrates. I but, honestly, I don't remember. But no. again, Nintendo really ahead of the times there. Um, it still seems like kind of a uh, what's the word? Novelty, I guess. It never truly serves a purpose other than. No, oh, there's an explosion. Well, my controller's vibrating. It's like I'm really there. Uh, right. Okay. But I think I may be wrong. The first time I remember it coming out, again, you right. can't I talk to this, yeah. Ocarina of Time. And you actually find a treasure. I can't remember what it was called. Rumble Stone or something. <laughs> but it was basically you find the stone that looks exactly like the Rumble Pack. And if you have the Rumble Pack, it vibrates and shakes if you're near hidden treasures and stuff. And so that was a cool hidden feature. Um, but I mean, you can't fault them. They were innovative there. Everybody's been doing it ever since. Everything shakes. Everything shakes. It was, it was not, yeah. Everything rumbles, I should say. Rumbles, yeah. Vibrates. So next, I don't remember, did this come out before the GameCube or after? The, the One of the systems we don't have on here is the GameCube. Right. And I can't really think of anything innovative by the GameCube. They, I they, liked the GameCube. Right. But... Yeah, if we're we're looking at this from an innovative standpoint, yeah. Other than 
small discs, which. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah, they about had the that. little mini CDs. I don't know. That's. I mean, the system looked unlike anything. Yeah, it was a game it was, cube. It was, it was a cube, not a that played games. Yeah. I don't know. It. This is a good system. Had its hits and misses with games, but yeah, not innovative. Right. Um, DS was after that because okay. I only know that because Metroid Prime came out on the GameCube and then there right. was Metroid Prime Hunters or something that came out on the DS. So DS, well, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean DS came out after, but I'm pretty sure it did. I think it did. So that's the next thing we got here is, excuse me. So then the DS comes out. First time, again, in innovation by Nintendo. First time we ever had a touchscreen on a gaming device, period. Not even just a portable device, but obviously, I mean, you're not going to go up and touch your, your TV. But right. First time, not only did we have a touchscreen, but we had a dual screen for the first time. And I remember when the DS came out, I was like, I, I can't imagine trying to look at two screens. Now, I never owned the DS. You've got the 3DS, which yep. we'll talk about that here in a minute, too. But But... Do you remember the first time you were, it, it clicked that you had a two-screen experience and, and it actually made sense and it was a good invention? I mean, certain games, it makes perfect sense. Um, things like Zelda, where you can play it on one screen and rather than having to pause to look at a map or right, an item right. selection screen, it's right there. You don't have to... I mean, you can still pause if you don't want to be getting attacked while you're checking out the map, but right, it's right. right there. You just quick glance down and back to the game um and then there were things i want to say was it oh wait no this is ds what game would it have been maybe new super mario brothers i don't know some of those games i think i'm actually thinking of the 3ds but i'm sure ds had it too um where you had i'm making air quotes you can't see but quote unquote cutscenes. um yeah where they used both screens just to kind of oh, okay you know give you a bigger uh, viewing experience but um yeah certainly unlike anything that had ever been seen before um and nobody other than nintendo has really done that but again you're not gonna you wouldn't do that on anything but a portable unit and right. nobody else has really gotten too into the portable gaming nobody's done it industry right. than nintendo so yep um I mean, you can make the argument. I mean, the Wii U technically has dual screens, but right. that's a little different. You can't. It's a lot easier to have two screens right in front of your face. You can go between versus looking at a TV up on the wall and then having to look down to the gamepad and back again. But see, now that's what's so interesting too. To go off on a tangent again, not that we ever do that here. Never. Star Fox Wii U coming out in April, I think it is. You have to, hopefully they're going to change these controls, but not only are they full motion controls, but you have to look, you have to look at the gamepad and at the TV. When I've seen people do Let's Plays of it like a few months ago when they were having everybody in, it makes no sense at all. Well, what I would assume, I mean, I haven't seen these, but what I'm assuming they're going for is trying to create the atmosphere. If you're in a spaceship and you're shooting people, you're, you know, you got to figure you're looking out your... I don't know, windshield? I guess it's technically a windshield. Yeah. Um, and then you got to look down at your controls where you got your radar and all that and you're hitting buttons. I mean, I'm assuming that's kind of what they're going for. It's, uh, I, I guess, not 
ideal for you know from a gaming perspective but right i'm, I'm assuming that's kind of the, the motif they're trying to to emulate there yeah sure <laughs> i don't know if it's that a, made sense it's a motif of a cockpit yeah <laughs> all right so next was probably the most innovative thing they've ever done oh the other thing we missed game boy advance that didn't do anything it was just a nice new game boy that was just was it 16-bit graphics it i think so i think it was 16 maybe not no, it was... Was it higher? It wasn't 32. It wasn't 32. I wouldn't even say it was 20. It was like 16 plus. Yeah. I remember playing whatever they call I think it was just called Link to the Past Advance or Zelda. I like know. they did the but Super the, Mario games? The Super games. Nintendo remake. Okay. The, su- the oh, Link yeah, to the yeah, Past yeah, yeah, remake yeah, yeah, yeah. on DS or on um, Game Boy Advance. Um, And to me, it looked like maybe somewhat better graphics. Maybe it's just... A smaller screen, so everything looks crisper Correct. and clean. Maybe that was all it was, but it was at least 16-bit. Um, and some of the games, like uh, the two that pop out at me besides Zelda were Metroid Fusion, Metroid Zero Mission. They do a lot of, again, quote-unquote, cutscenes and stuff that aren't spectacular graphic wise like you wouldn't see them and think they're anything more than 16 bit necessarily but at the same time things you wouldn't i personally couldn't imagine seeing that being done on a super nintendo and i don't know why there may be no merit to that but some of the cutscenes and things like that that you see on the gba to me seem like slightly better than what a super nintendo could have done right i mean it's it's 16 bit graphics but it was came out what 10 maybe 10 years 8 to 10 years after the Super Nintendo came out so it was yeah probably it was either late 90s or early 2000s yeah, I forget so probably 8 to 10 years after Super Nintendo came out so it's 16 bit graphics but you gotta figure they've been able to stretch those 16 bits right, further right. than they could have back in the early 90s so maybe that's all it was but no I, I had one I picked one up Later on in its life, probably even a used one. I had one of the the flip screen ones. But there's some solid games for that. All the Zelda games. There's the, the Zelda Super Mario remake, Advanced the two series. Metroids. Yep. There was um the Zelda what Zelda oh Minish Cap right that the was good which was made by Capcom so random oh it was I forgot about that but yeah there were, no there were some some good games on that I doubt I still have that you do well I have it oh you have it yeah. Is it broken? It's still broke. I super glued it, and then one of the kids got it, and it broke again. So it just needs to be super. I think glued I got again. really mad one day and just threw just, it. No, I just broke it. I oh. bent the hinges the wrong way, and I'd done it many times before that, and it never broke. And then this time, I just went too far, and it snapped. And you're like, oh shoot! It still worked, but the hinge yes. broke, so you have. So to it's kind of hanging there. That's yeah. why I tried super gluing it, and it worked for a while. Screen. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to get this back from you. You got my uh, my 3ds. I'm gonna have to get that back from you if you know where it is. I've got it. It's in. Do the you kitchen. have games? Or did I just give yeah. you like one game? Yeah, it's well, Minish crap. Cap, uh, Mario Advance Four. Oh my god! Metroid. I think Zero Mission. I think the Metroid. I one think remake. I only own. Z- I think I bought Fusion, or maybe it was Fusion. Whichever one is. I, the- I definitely had Zero Mission. It okay. Had a purple label on it. I think that's the one I've got. Fusion was like a light blue label or something. Huh? Yeah, I don't. But know. All right, I'm gonna have to take this back from you. Yep, I've got. I it. didn't know. Yep, this is fantastic. It's like it was Christmas. In, I didn't know it was in my this. box. It was in the random box that had Special Champion Edition, <laughs> Samurai Showdown, and a Saturn controller. Wow, that is random. No Saturn, 
system. No Saturn games. No Genesis systems or Genesis games, but those two. And then so I randomly, Game Boy Advance, Saturn controller, and Genesis games. And I have the old, the original Mario Party N64 of yours in my box of college uh, books. I have no idea why, but it's there. Do you have my N64? No. Yeah, I think they I think threw that out too. Thanks, Mom and Dad. All right. Well, I'm excited that I still have my Game Boy Advance. Yep. You got it. It just needs some super glue. Sweet. So anyways, segue. Uh, so the next thing that came out is the innovation of all innovations. You got to agree with me, I would think. Yes. The Wii. Motion control perfected. So it wasn't technically the first time we've had motion control in video games, what I would consider also. we There was so many light gun games, obviously. You know, they came out in the arcades. They came out on Saturn with Area 51 and Vir- Virtua Cop. But, but I so would that's say the that's closest thing I would say. Control. Right. I mean, that's the secondary, what I would consider the secondary part of the Wiimote is using it as a remote, pointing it at the screen and pointing right. and clicking versus swinging it like a sword. And that Wee. had never been seen before. Yes. So now, but do you remember? And I, this wasn't really motion control, but my God. And we wanted. Are you going to say the power glove? No. Did you move uh, that? We wanted one of those so bad. Did I remove it? No, not did you. Was it supposed to be moved to control stuff? I know it had a controller on it. Oh, did oh I see what you're saying. No, I think you could. Could you move it to control it? I mean, I think you could. Yeah. Or did it just look? I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure you moved it, or it was something about how you moved your fingers. I don't know, but I. Regardless, not very well done. Right. But I thought. Oh, so what were you going to say? Sega Activator. Oh. Yeah, what was that? It was like a... I don't I mean, know how many sides it had. Was it like a hexagon or something? It was a thing that you put on the floor that had all these different zones. You would stand in the middle. They they marketed it with Eternal Champions. And if you wanted to hit A, you like put your hand over here. And if you hit oh my God, C, you put it over yes. here. And then you'd kick over here. If you could see this on video, it would be awesome. Was it like the... Um the, the I don't know what it was called, but the game mat or whatever, the power pad, yeah, the NES when you would play well, that like you just Olympics stick, like, or track whatever, and field, run do, 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 yeah, was it kind of like that? No, this but was, you, but you didn't step. There on was like it. It infrared was, zones, right, where you would just stick your hand out and you do this, and you'd probably look like an idiot. We wanted one. I don't know why. Oh, it probably cost like two hundred dollars or something stupid, but yes. But this was the first one. Obviously, they got anything close to real motion control, and not only that, but you had grandmothers and grandpas. No, I mean no offense to old people, but buying Wii's to play Wii Sports is one of the coolest games to ever come out in the history of video games. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really want to talk innovation, I think bigger than just motion controls and all that was bringing video games really to the masses, to people that never wanted anything to do with it before right. and are now, you know, they don't need to memorize buttons and what does what. It's, I mean... A couple buttons here and there, but it was more, you could play tennis without pushing a button. You just swing it around. You could bowl with, right. you know, holding a button. As long as you can push the Z or the B or whatever the right. back button is, you can play bowling. And then beyond that, there was the Wii Fit. Oh, gosh, that's right. Yeah, not that even was a huge. Control, it, was just, it was huge. Just, yeah. Old, old people and, yeah, people. That, <laughs> it's not even a... I'm sure young people used it. I think too, young people use it too, but it was, I, mean, I yeah, can picture just, old people falling down, getting on that Wii hoverboard thing, and oh, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm falling. Sure I can't get up. Yeah, Urkel reference. If you're young, you don't even know who he is, which is horribly sad. Not only that, that the other whoa, thing. Time out. Time out. Yeah, that is not Urkel. 
I fall and I can't get up. Yeah, that's the old. No, lady. that's a life alert. Yeah. What was Urkel? <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that? Jeez, um, gosh, three wow. one, Sean. I'm so old that I can't remember Ur- what Urkel said. <sighs> Sigh. So the other thing it introduced the virtual console, which was such a brilliant idea. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, that was the first to have the virtual console. DS didn't have it, and it came out before the 3DS, and obviously it came out yeah, before DS the Wii. Yeah, DS didn't have it. So not only did it have NES and SNES games, they had Genesis games too. It was awesome. It was such a good way for people that for people that never experienced Mario 3 or Mario World or, any, or Super Metroid, any of these seminal games that, because they're not digital, you can't have easy access to them. If you didn't have a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo or a Genesis, you can now just download them. And you've got them, and you've got some of the best games ever made. So I think that right there was a huge. That's when you think about the Wii, you think about the motion controls, and you think about Wii Sports. But one of the other biggest things I, I gotta say, Virtual Console deserves a shout out. I remember when I first heard that they were gonna do that, and at the time I thought, well, I don't want to pay five bucks, ten bucks for these games that I already paid. Well. I'm, not personally, but my mom and dad paid someone in our family bucks. paid for. Yeah, fifty bucks for back in the day. Well, I've already bought this game. Why should I buy it again? And sure enough, I've forked over probably. I don't even want to talk about. It. Well, not a horrible amount. Probably around a hundred dollars between Wii Virtual Console and 3DS Virtual Console. Maybe not even a hundred. Seventy-five to eighty bucks, but really just just the classics: the Mario's, the Zeldas. Probably a couple random games here and there. Yep. But yeah, genius idea. And another one that Sony and Microsoft have gone on to, I won't say copy, but use on their systems as well. Yep. And then next, you got the good old 3DS. Which, I guess from an innovation standpoint, the only thing really is the 3D and the stereoscopic 3D. The, the, the fact that you can have 3D without having gas, glasses is pretty darn cool. It is cool. It's You got to find that sweet spot of how <laughs> right. far away to hold it and then keep your hands there. And I don't know if you've played around with mine at all or enough yet, but I would turn the 3D on and it would be a fun little addition, but it just... I mean, it never got to the point where it would give me a headache, but it got to the point where I felt like it was going to give me a headache, and then I just turned off the 3D, and that was that. But I don't think it added a whole lot to the games, personally. Yeah. Um, it was more of a gimmick, I would say. Absolutely. And it was when the 3D craze was big. Right. Which has now pretty much died. I don't, I don't ever need gone. to see a movie. I, I did see Jurassic World in 3D when I saw it for the second time just because I wanted to see the Indominus Rex trying to eat me in 3D. But right. um, I digress. But Yeah, so the 3DS, great system. Innovation, yes. One of the biggest innovations, you know, probably not. But Oh, and the other thing we missed that we briefly talked about on our own. Yep. I don't know if we ever came to a consensus where this originated. If it was the... Game Boy Advance or the DS or even the 3DS. Eventually, they stopped using. Oh, that's right. And went to I mean, still battery, but rechargeable. Not right. having to as they should go through countless double AA, A double A batteries. Oh gosh, who did we determine where that started? Was that Game Boy Advance? You thought it was either the DS. I'm not sure which it was. 
I guess I'll find out when I get my Game Boy Advance back from you. Or, or tweet at us. You know, yeah, if you at, know the answer. At two-player underscore co-op if you're listening to By this. By the time you're listening, we'll probably have already figured it out. We'll probably know it. But, but hey, yeah, tweet just, us anyway. Yeah, interact with us. We, we appreciate we're, it. We're friendly people. We'd like to interact with you. So the next stop on this train of innovation is the good old Wii U, which gets a lot of hate. Like I said, it's only sold 10 million, almost 11 million copies now. But, I mean, uh, that's that's pathetic. So, again, first time you had the second screen on a home console. You can hate on it all you want, but as I almost said earlier, and I wanted to save it, otherwise I don't have anything to talk about for the Wii U. If we didn't have the Wii U gamepad, we would not have freaking Mario Maker. And Mario Maker is going to stand the test of time. The fact that... I mean, that game could have been done without it, but... It it would have been extremely... Without a stylus, it'd be so difficult to do. That that game itself, and the little I've played of it... um, Scribble Knots Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Really just uses the gamepad perfectly. Yep. So Sean and his fiance Brittany, got uh, got my boy Scribble Knots uh, for the Wii U for Christmas. That that game is hilarious. I can see how it's designed for kids, but then you can also just... So so how the game works, if you don't know what Scribble Knots is, I guess it came out first on the 3DS, actually. And it's a game. It's kind of like a little big plan, or it's a sandbox game where you can create and do this all this stuff. You got preset levels and you got to figure out puzzle. You got to figure out like, oh, this guy's at a museum and he wants to look at caves. Oh, well, this cat stuck in the tree. Right. How do we So out? you write, you type in L-A-D-D-E-R and it spells ladder, obviously. If you didn't know that, never mind. And then you go up the ladder and you save the cat. So it, in my mind, it's somewhat educational, but it's also, you can it's make a fun the game. argument that it's educational. It's educational. Yeah. However, you can also type B-A-Z-O-O-K-A and get a bazooka and then you can shoot that no, cat up in the tree. Just exp- you can shoot everybody. Or you, you can just light get a everybody chainsaw on fire. and cut yeah. the tree down. I mean, yeah. It, it, in that aspect, it is actually educational. It encourages creative, outside-of-the-box yeah. thinking. So, Or you can just put a an elephant in there and put some wings and attach the wings to the elephant yep. and... Turn the elephant into a zombie and yeah, grab your bazooka and fly around on it and put a put a Bowser in there and then fight the Bowser that was cool. from the elephant. Yeah, when we Bowser, found that out that you can Mario, put Bowser Link, and Link and everybody and make Ganon. them fight, that was awesome. Yeah. That that was Oh, Ganon's in there too? Mm-hmm. What is he dwarf? Or did you try I think uh is Ganon, he pig is. Ganon I don't know about Ganon Dwarf. Okay. Pig Ganon's in there though. Pig Ganon is Pig Ganon FTW anyways. He's better than Ganondorf. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. The innovation of Nintendo going all the way from the NES back in 1986 all the way up to the NX, hopefully in 2016. We'll see. Uh, it's been a heck of a ride that Nintendo has taken us on all these years. And I'm, I, for one, am very excited for the NX. I, I hope it lives up to the hype. If any of these, or if all these rumors are true, it's going to blow the hype out of the water. If some of them are true... It'll be. It, I think either way, it's probably it more than be better likely. than the Wii U. Yes, it will be more successful than the Wii U. I would say almost for sure. With any of these rumors being true, I, I just want Nintendo to be back. I, I want them to get away from the gimmicks of their innovation and get back to doing what they do best, which is make video games pretty much better than anybody out there does. Right. And they made some great games for the Wii U. Nobody can blame though because there's only 10 million people with it. Yeah, only 10 million. That's a funny That's thing to it. say. All right, so that concludes our uh, our main topic for the week. So, we still don't have a name for this segment, do we? No, diamond we, in the rough. We yeah. Retro okay. diamond, diamond. 
Diamonds is a, a gem. Forever. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and so are video games. Maybe that's what we'll call it. That's pretty long. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird. That's a weird title. Oh, so one of the games we had. Wait, do we have this? Oh my gosh, yes, we had. I it. thought we just rented it. So no, times. no, no, we had. It. I don't know that we ever. We actually, definitely rented it first. Yes, but we bought it because it was awesome. It. Okay. Uh, let me let me just hit play here and see if you remember. This isn't as iconic as flashbacks music was, but take a gander. Well, you can't take a gander. You're listening. Take a take a listen. Sit back and uh, enjoy while you sip your your Cabernet Sauvignon out of the bottle. Yeah. Uh, just just take a gander to this listening oh, audio. Get your glow sticks. We're dancing. You can't see us. Glow sticks. So I don't know if you guys remember that. That is the classic known as Winback. Operation Winback. Operation Winback, which originally came out for the N64, came out for the PS2 also, which I had almost PS2? forgotten about. Yeah. Two? Two? I thought it was PS1. No, PS2. Oh, wow. Yep. So it must have been pretty late. Was it that or it wasn't a sequel? It came out in 99. Oh, no, was... it was Winback. It was the actual thing. It just, wow. I think they moved the camera angle even a little bit lower, but but I digress. So, yeah. <clears throat> me, me, me. A combination of Metal Gear Solid and Siphon Filter. Winback has you as part of the strategic covert actions team, SCAT. Who have been called upon to stop a terrorist group called the Crying Lions? Lion, lion. <laughs> good guy. Turtles are animals. Crying lions. Already, the enemy has destroyed the Center for Space Research, Space Research, and have taken over a high security complex that houses the that houses the Gulf Strategic Weapon System. Take your time. You have three hours to take back the complex. Before the system lets loose on the world. What do you remember about Winbag, Sean? Um, I don't know about you, but I played this um, probably th- three, three years or so before I ever played any Metal Gear Solid game. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you played this before you played Metal Gear. So since you actually played the first one, I didn't. But I played this years before I ever played my first, which is Metal Gear Solid Two, and absolutely loved the game. Oh yeah. Um, there was no stealth. Really, I was going to say that I remember it was more just. I mean, it was a cover-based yeah, shooter was, where you exactly. did want to try to avoid the firefights. As I much mean, as everybody you could. knew you were there, but you yeah. were also sneaking around, getting positioned where hopefully the enemy didn't know where you were. But it's not like they had no idea you were there. Right. Um, but I just remember the, the mechanics, the, the controls being unbelievable. Um, That's probably nostalgia talking. Well, yeah, probably. I also thought Metal Gear Solid 3 had great controls until I started playing that again recently, but I digress. Yeah. Um, Still the best game ever made. Yeah. But I, I... Probably not to the same extent that Metal Gear Solid 1... Changed right. your outlook on video games. I mean, this obviously wasn't from a story perspective, but from a gameplay perspective, it was certainly different than anything I had played before. I never played Siphon Filter 
I mean, it says it was similar to that. Okay, maybe it yeah. was. I have no idea. I never played the game. Right. Um, but it was different than anything I had played up till that point. Especially the games that were coming out on N64 then. It was a lot of, you know, Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, you know, some of those other games. Um, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. And <clears throat> there's, I mean, I could just keep saying it, but there's nothing like this to my knowledge. No. I At mean, least not that I had played. No. And I don't even know, did we, did we go out of our way? Did we go to... Video Loft? Video Loft. Video Loft. Um, Shout out Watertown Video formerly Loft. Formerly known as Bandito Video. Bandito Video. Um, did we go there to rent this game? Or we just came across it and, oh, this looks cool. Let's I play. think this is one of those where it's just, it just the box cool, so rented it, awesome. And then, so okay. we went for it, yeah. I mean, I keep forgetting this is pre, well, not pre-internet, but pre, I mean, pre-internet as we know it today. We wouldn't have been able to go online and look up where the new video games that were out and we just had to you just had to try it the old-fashioned way just go to the store rent it and if it's good it's good and if not then you never rent it again but yeah i i think we just rented this on a whim it yeah like you said the box art looked cool and we probably read the back and saw siphon filter metal gear solid what 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 are these well i did anyway you may not have but and yeah, it just definitely more action than Metal Gear Solid. I don't even know were there. Oh no, there were boss fights. I do remember the boss fights. Yeah, um, it was almost a combination of Metal Gear Solid and like I don't know Area Fifty One or something. It was just nonstop action. There's never a point where you're just exploring. Oh, there was no right. You this were, was you straight, were always engaged. You in are fights. straight in the frying pan. And the fire all in one thing and you have to fight your 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 way out of there or you're just dead. Right. So it was a heck of a game. If you can find Winback either on the N sixty four or the PS two, check it out. It was a lot of fun. It I don't know that it holds up. I think it does. Or at least look it up on YouTube. Yeah. If you can't find at it. At least look up some let's plays. Look yeah. up the video so you know what we're talking about. But it yep, was yep. a great game. Probably I mean I wasn't sure, like I said, I wasn't sure if it came out before or after Metal Gear Solid. Apparently after. Yeah. Not too long after, but it said ninety nine. I, can't say I that actually it's ahead think of its time. But. I think it came out in ninety eight. I think this website I was looking at was wrong. I'm pretty sure it came out in ninety eight. It came out like a month or two before Metal Gear. So it wasn't really before like it didn't beget Metal Gear. Did I use that right? I would it didn't It did not beget. Be, it didn't beget. Beget beget is past. Beget. I don't know. Beget. Be gone. So yeah, Winback. N64, PS2, great game. Check it out if you've never played it. Uh, breaking news here, if you care about wrestling. Do you know what the main event is for Fastlane in February? I know you don't, because uh, it just broke on Twitter. Roman Reigns, Triple H, cage match. No. Ah. Dean versus Roman versus Barack Lesnar. I thought you were going to say Barack Obama. No. For the the winner is the number one contender for WrestleMania to fight Triple H. So Triple H is keeping the belt till WrestleMania. I don't wow. know how I feel about that. Uh, that means it's obviously going to be Roman mm. because Brock is going to the stupid Wyatt family is going to come out and kick Brock's butt, and Roman's going to beat Dean because they won't let Dean get a pin over Roman. I'm calling it right now. That's what's going to happen. 
And then we get Roman versus Triple H at WrestleMania, and I don't know that I don't know how I feel about that. Or you have some finish. You heard it here first, folks. Um, the Wyatts come out, destroy Brock, and then you Obama. get simultaneous <laughs> Brock Obama um, <laughs> simultaneous pin on Brock by Dean and Roman. Oh, setting God, up a don't triple do threat that. At I hope they don't do that crap. That, that's that's my. I'll go out on a limb. That's my vote. All right. All right, we're at that time of the week. You ready? Um, I will guess first. Okay, I'm ready for I'm you. Still narrowing down. We're gonna play 20 questions. Here we go. Let's see if this is the week somebody gets stumped. Sean, your first question. Okay. Before January first, two thousand. No. Okay. I had to change it up. D- uh, did we own this game? I did for sure. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think you did. I definitely did. Okay. I don't know. It, it's tough. So you never we didn't live together. So. Who's to say? I'm not going to ask that yet. Um, I don't think you ever owned an N64 or a PS1. You eventually got a PS2 after you bought several games without a PS2. Um, was that a PS2 game? Yes. Okay, good. Three. Um, but I may not have owned it. Um, was it a... Hmm. I've already gone through so many of my staples. Hmm. Um, is this video game series, assuming it is a series, still alive today? I believe so. The last one came out a couple years ago. Okay. Four questions. Um, is it a adventure game? No. Is it an action game? Yes. Whew. Okay. Six questions. Um, You're off to a good start. I, I was going to say, I was expecting to have to ask two or three more before I figured out the genre. Yep. Um are you a human? Yes. Do you primarily use guns as weapons? No. Do you use swords? Well, I don't want to ask that. Do you use your... Do you use weapons? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know if you're just using fists. Okay, no, good question. Duh. Yeah, yeah. Right. As opposed... Yeah. Nine, nine. That's I guess nine. if you didn't, it would just spend right. time up or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Nine. Um... And you're human. Are you in any kind of vehicle or suit? Are you piloting something? No. Or you're, okay, no, no, you're no, just no, a no. person. Just a dude. Uh, That's 10. Okay. Is the main character's name in the title of the game? No. Um... I'm not asking, but I'm just making sure we're go, aware of the rules. Go right ahead. Even though you're not sure if I own this game, I certain I definitely know. Oh this gosh, game. yes, okay, okay. yes, 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 yes. Do I currently own any other versions, sequels, prequels, whatever of this game that you know of? That you actually own? I don't think so. 
12 weird way of putting it. Yeah. Um, have we ever played this game together? No. 13. Uh, okay. It's an action game. You don't use guns. Hmm. Hmm. If I said, if I asked the question, (laughs) is this a more realistic or sci-fi game? And then I followed that question up with, is this a sci-fi game? Would you say yes or no? This game is not a sci-fi game. Okay. 14. I have no idea. So I think with sci-fi, I think... Space laser beams, laser, yeah, like, no, okay, right, no. Are you fight as the main, not the main protagonist of the game, but the the general enemy that you fight throughout the game? Is it human as opposed to like weird, like monsters or something? No, it's not humans, correct, okay. It's PS2. Pretty sure you know that I. Oh wait, do you know that I own this game? <laughs> it's funny when it's not we've been sci-fi. playing this game and it starts to click as you talk out loud. I do it too, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And you're like, "Oh, wait a minute! Wait, wait." I'm leaning towards something, but I thought you would know that I own. Crap, was that fourteen? Oh wait, and you would know. Yeah. Okay. You would also know that this game. Wait, what was your answer when I asked about is it still alive today or whatever? <clears throat> I said the last one came out a couple years ago and I believe it is still alive. Hmm. And you don't fight humans. Or you do. What did I I don't remember your answer. No, I said you you fight monsters yeah, and yeah. other Yeah. I have an idea, but it just seems too easy. Well, you've got six more questions, so whittle it down. Go for it. Don't ask if it's the game, but ask something that would get you there. Is it set in a... You know what it is. Greek mythology setting? Yes. Okay. Is it the second game of the series? Nope. Is it the first game of the series? Yep. Is it God of War? (laughs) It is! Okay, yeah, I own that game, but I bought you do? it. Okay, I, bought I it wasn't sure. Late. I wasn't sure. Because I bought one and two, I think you. I knew you had played them. I didn't know if you owned them or not. And that's why I was yeah. saying, I don't know that. I, do you own I them? Said, I own every Outside God of War the game. collection. I own, whatever. I own them for PS. Yes, I have everything. On PS2? Yep. All right. So and that's why I, I was wondering if. Well, now you got me questioning. Well, that's why I was saying, like. I'm pretty sure I definitely own at least the first one. I think I bought the second one, too. So that's why I was saying, I know, like, right now you've got my God of War 3. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. why I said that you've actually purchased and stuff. I don't know. Uh, okay. Gotcha. And that's why I said, like, if I gave anything more about is the series still alive, if I would have said rumors say another one is coming out, then it would have been like, oh, okay, it's God of War. Right. Yeah. Which God of War is it? I don't know, but it's a God of War. Yeah. yeah. Good job. All right. That was good. All right, um, let me pull up the old Wikipedia page. <sighs> you know what I was thinking about doing, but we've already kind of mentioned it in passing Crusader today. Crusader No, oh, okay. Um, Super Mario Land. Oh, I gosh. think I could have maybe stumped you on that. That would have been tough. 
but we've already talked about it. We definitely talked about that today. But I think I have a nice gem here. All right, I'm ready when you are. Did the game originally come out before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Same question, 1990. Before 1990, January 1st. There we go. Why do you always pick these games that are like, well, it kind of straddles the years in North America? North America, it came out, the Jurassic, how did Jurassic, did it come out after 1994? Before. It came out before, but not much before, but technically a different decade than the 90s. Is this an 8-bit game? It is not. Is it a Genesis game? It is. Okay, I thought you, I, there was, <laughs> that was there was a continuation there that didn't seem to happen. Wow, so really early Genesis game. Do you play as a human? I I already know what it is. Crap, you wait. Uh, I might no not. no you do. Do do you play as a human who mutates? I think eh, crap. Well, is, yeah, you already know what it is. Is it Altered Beast? Yes. yes! <laughs> That's a new record. That's a record. I think as soon as you figured out, questions. it was a Genesis game, not in the 90s. If I would have known it came out in 89. That was five questions. That was uh, awesome. Crap. If hey, I could have said it came out, out after me. 1990, I think I would have kept you going for a while. You want to try a different one? I already told you the other one I was going to do. Well, um, I mean, we got a million. And honestly, at one point, I was going to do Winbeck. Um, yeah, that I can, would I can, probably stumped. I can come up with something real quick. Um, anything else you want to talk about while I'm nailing this down uh just you know where you can find us uh i am at kevin white 24 on twitter sean again he's finally on uh on the twitter grams at at real sean white we are at two player underscore co-op that's the number two player underscore c-o-o-p co-op not coop if your name is cooper and you go by coop good for you we are co-op is that enough stalling uh, yeah, but I got to pull up the page. If we had some sponsorships, I could plug a sponsor right now. But I'm enjoying my Sweetwater 420 Pale Ale out of my Yeti tumbler. Keeps it ice cold. I thought of this one on the spot. I'm not thrilled about it. On a nice hot day in the winter. I think. Okay. All right, whatever. Let's do it. All right, whatever. So if I fail this one, it doesn't even count because I already got it right. That's what we're going to go with. Did a game come out originally before January 1st, 2000? Yes. 1990. Oh my God. <laughs> Why is it every game you pick? In North America. In North America, because that's all I'm going to associate it with. It did not come out before January 1990. Is this a 16-bit game? It is not. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Do you play as a human? Yes. That was, I already, that was four. Do you wear a hat? No. Oh, okay. I didn't think you would go Mario 3. No. But, okay, okay, so hold up. 8-bit game, human, doesn't wear a hat. I was going to ask if you were a plumber, but. (laughs) Okay. Is this a platformer? No. You do play as a human. Yes. Okay. Is this a first-party Nintendo game? I should ask that already. You should know that. No. Well, 
No, it was not made by Nintendo. But they published it? No. No, it's just no. It was neither developed nor published by Nintendo. Did we own it? I don't think so. Pretty sure we did not. That's eight. Came out after 1990. 8-bit. Oh, it's obviously a Nintendo game because we've we've intimated that. I didn't ask that, but it's a Nintendo. It's an NES game. Is it an NES game? Yes. (laughs) Damn it. Just wanted to give you the look to make you question it. Could have been a Game Gear game. 8-bit after 1990. True. But now you know. But we didn't own it. You said we didn't own it. Oh, yeah, we didn't own it. But it still could have been Game Gear. You You play as a human. It's not a platformer. Correct. I think I used all my energy on the first one. Plays a human. Didn't own it. You don't wear a hat, so it's not Star Tropics. Oh, no, but that would have been a good one. I would have. I don't know how it would ever got to that game. That was a fantastic game. Did you ever play that? Uh, one of our friends had it growing up. I don't remember who it was, but I can remember Brent it. did, but I don't know. The maybe, well, maybe Tom did. The, Somebody had it. That was the best Zelda-like non-Zelda game on NES. Yeah. So right. good. So I'm confused as to why you were like, eh, I got to look. It's not, well, it's made. About, about what? The Nintendo. The oh, first because I thing. just don't, it's. When you figure out this game, if you can tell me who made it, I'd be shocked. I mean, I guess I didn't know who made it. I was pretty sure it wasn't Nintendo, but since I didn't know, I wanted to look. But right, it was well, that means Nintendo. it's not Konami or Capcom then. Mm-hmm. Or Ultra. Uh, do you know why Ultra existed to go off on a tangent here? No. Because Ultra was obviously Konami. Nintendo had the rules back then. You could only, publishers could only publish five games per year for the NES. So Konami just made Ultra so they could make more than so they could make 10 games a year from the Nintendo. What games came out under Ultra? Ninja Turtles 2. That's the wow, one that jumps so out that to me. That was essentially Konami. That was Konami. It was it was yes, it was Konami just under a different name. Did Ultra do 3? Uh 3 I believe was Konami. I believe. But Ultra did 1. Yeah, I think right? they did. I think they yeah, did. I think it did 1 and 2. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Now I've lost uh, human, not you a platformer. Four fingers up. I'm assuming that's nine. NES questions. nine. It's not fourteen. Okay. Yeah. NES, not a platformer. Is it an action game? No. Not as we have discussed the terms of an action game. But Nintendo didn't make it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get this game. Eight bit after nineteen ninety, but barely. Is it a sports game? It is not. Oh my god! I'm gonna burn all my questions trying to figure out the stupid genre. That's why I was so happy I got my genre. genre Yeah, that's why you. Yeah, that helped. Remember the one I was actually going to do. I'll save it for next week. I'm not doing three in one <laughs> week. 
I'll save it for next week. Uh, gosh, is it an adventure game? I don't even know what the hell it that would not. mean. Okay, good. I'm gonna text myself right now. It's not action. It's not adventure. It's not a platformer. Is it a role playing game? Now, I won't count that question yet. Pay attention to the words I said. When I said it is not. Remember the talk we had off air? (laughs) Remember the talk (laughs) about how. uh, Is it a beat em up? Yes. Now you're on the right track. Okay, it's a beat. But I didn't want you to rule out beat. Oh my god! Because I said it was not action. Okay, did you play short little fat guys? One could infer that. Okay, is there a body of water in the title? Yes. Is it River City Ransom? Oh, thank you, God. (laughs) Yeah, you just needed to figure out the the genre. I'm gonna burn all my freaking questions until I get. I figure once you got it, you would think. Double Dragon first, which you didn't even do that. And then after you ruled that out, you would get to River City Ransom. No, I knew it wasn't Double Dragon because I knew you wouldn't have had to check if that was a Nintendo game because that came out on Mm -hmm. so many other platforms. Right. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah. But if I didn't already ask that question, that would have gone through my head. So River City Ransom in North America, uh, published by Technos, developed developed by Technos. Did they do the... uh, World Cup soccer game too. They must have. Yes, it was the same graphics. That, and I don't know if you ever played this, but there's a dodgeball game. Yeah, uh, that yeah had the super same dodgeball graphics. or something. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's... I remember it. Those guys. See. Yeah. Yep. Okay. River yeah, City got Ransom. Wow. I didn't remember that being that late in the NES life cycle. It was January 1990. Oh so my that's gosh. Why I was, okay. Yeah. It was after January 1st. Yeah. Well, right, you got it. Two. Who? Oh boy! Well, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you for getting good. God of War. I had to change things up and go go with a recent game. I mean, you did Bomberman recent. last week. That was that was '97. More, well, more recent <laughs> than what we've still, been doing. It was the first time the answer to our first question was actually no. It did not come out before January 2000. That's true. And more uh, than 16 bit. And more than 16 bit. But I got a good one for you next week. So stay good. tuned. I got a couple others. I might let you go first. So I, I see how how deep into my. Uh, my 20 games list I go. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody. That was episode six of the two-player co-op podcast. Uh, so we're officially on SoundCloud now. We are officially on were SoundCloud. Were we last week? Or this we were first not. Week? We were in the okay. process. So here's the thing. So we are live on SoundCloud. You'll be able to get this on SoundCloud uh, either later tonight or tomorrow. I'm not... It depends how tired I am. Uh, but iTunes apparently has had an issue moving us over to the new RSS feed. They said they had it done, but when I look, it's still our old uh, information because I changed something in episode five, the wording, so I would know when we were live or not. Yep. So you may not be able to get this on iTunes just yet. Uh, bear with us. Um, you know, if you're used to just download, downloading us on iTunes, hopefully we'll be here in the next day or so. Uh, I've got an email out to, to Apple to fix that. But you can also find us on Stitcher. Um, you can find us on Twitter, like I said, at two player underscore co-op or at Kevin white 24 or at real Sean white. 
Make sure you tweet at us. Give us some feedback. If there's any topics you want us to cover in the future, if there's any you know comments, suggestions, questions, anything you have, reach out to us. Give us a shout out. If you could, once we're back on iTunes and everything is working good, go ahead and give us a review on there. Share us with your friends. Tell them to download, subscribe, and have them review it too. But yeah, other than that, that's the uh, that's the whole uh, the whole deal for episode six. So Sean, take us out. Thank you for playing.